Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast, the show that is designed to bring together all those who play, work, live and love games in this lovely city of ours, or at least inside our homes in this lovely city of ours. Uh, So every show is designed to let you know all about what's going on in games in Sheffield and most importantly in games and in Sheffield at the same time. Um, my name is Connor Clark, and today I am joined by Matt Turner from the Treehouse Board Game Cafe. Hello. Hello. And also Jade, the Knox Bear Knox from Ember. Hiya. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, I, I didn't, I didn't realise, Jade, that I've not actually uh, asked you about calling you Jade, the Knox Bear Knox before. Um, <laughs> and the way you smiled uh, just then and kind of laughed made me realise that maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's fine I've been, I've been getting like nicknames recently i've never been somebody that's sort of had like cute nicknames rather but um i got called kb the other day and i really liked that i thought that was a really like nice little nickname KB. So nice. by all means yeah wow yeah no i i um i i've never had cute nicknames shit certainly <laughs> <laughs> i like kb we'll stick with kb jade kb knox Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, so uh, I've actually got an apology to make, Matt and Jade. Um, certain, uh, basically, certain savvy and eagle-eyed listeners to this to this program and this podcast may have caught a slight mistake in their podcast feeds. Um, not just being surprised that there is a new uh, episode of the Sheffield Gaming Podcast uh, nearly a year after the last one in their podcast feeds. Um but they'll have probably been expecting to see this new episode uh, be the third Sheffield Gaming Podcast because we had <laughs> only published two of them beforehand. Um, our, our entire first season was literally less than two hours long. Um, and But unfortunately, that first season was cut short by a certain pandemic. But this podcast actually isn't the third podcast that you're listening to. It's actually the 31st podcast. Um, so I'd like to apologize for that. That's a kind of uh, my B. Uh, everything between the actual number three and number 30 were streamed on Twitch, uh, live streamed on Twitch. And actually this podcast as well is also live streamed on Twitch. So if you are listening and want to kind of uh, catch it as it happens, just check out twitch.tv slash NVMUK and you can see it live at 7 p.m. on Fridays. Um, but yeah, but uh, we're back now, and we're back as an actual podcast and as a stream, and we're back in 2021. We have uh, we're doing lots and lots of backs and lots and lots of respawns. So uh, Jade, I mean, how how's it going? How was your New Year and your Christmas break? Um, I loved my Christmas. Yeah, thanks for asking. It was very quiet. Obviously, I think a lot of people will be saying that. Um, a lot of sofa. We got a new one now as well, so it reclines. So there's a lot of reclining happening. Um, what else did we? We actually did nothing. There's nothing of note. And at New Year as well, we uh, we did a big quiz with some friends and then went to sleep about quarter past twelve. Banging. Nice. <laughs> Saw the New Year and went right. I'm sleeping it off. Just yeah. <laughs> wake me up in 2022. Where we are, it's quite good because you can see sort of a good shot of Sheffield. You probably can actually as well, um, Connor. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just saw all the fireworks. It was like, oh, this is lovely. And it was kind of snowy still, wasn't it? Except mm. it snowed a few days before. And there was sort of like a nice little embrace in the cold. And a, should we go in then? Yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was it. 
I think yeah, I, 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 I did feel that it was, it was kind of festive, wasn't it? Even though it was, it was a quietest Christmas I've ever had. People ask me like, "How was your Christmas, Connor?" And I can probably quite comfortably say it was the worst one I've ever had. Right? And that doesn't mean it was bad. Doesn't mean I had a bad time, but like it was a very solitary Christmas. Um, made slightly better that it was a bit festive because it snowed in that week between Christmas and New Year. Um, said it was going to snow today, but it didn't. So thanks, Sheffield. Uh, what about you, I mean, Matt? I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for, for, for that. I don't like snow at all. So I'm just, yes, <laughs> no snow. I get cold. I don't like cold. Uh... <laughs> well, how did so? How was your how was your Christmas? Despite not, we didn't it didn't snow for Christmas Day or New Year's, so they were probably better, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as as Jade said, it's a, it's been a quiet one. Um, I have, uh, as such, just dived into the backlog of of, of video games. That's been my um, my Christmas, really, because uh, you know I've been furloughed for a little while, but um, you know, you you keep yourself going, don't you? You keep yourself trying to work and trying to do things, keep yourself busy. Um, and over Christmas and over the holidays, I just dived straight back into the backlog because I was allowed to, you know, it's, it's Christmas or it's, it's, you know, it's the holidays. I'm taking some time off. I'm just going to play those games that I had been telling myself I'd get to in my free time, but hadn't had quite had the motivation to. So I have been like gaming a lot, mm -hmm. a lot during this time. And, um, it's what I would describe as productive gaming. Like I would be play. I'll, I've been playing games that are full of like tightly packed content. Like I've been playing. Uh, I played uh, and finished. That's the important part, right? I finished some games. So uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, Ukulele. Uh, what else did I finish? Um, oh man, there's a couple more. But um, yeah, I have just been like platformers and like. Uh, kind of tightly wound story experiences as well. I've been really, really um, going through those. And that's like given me a kind of a, a nice boost because it's, it's uh, other than that, right? My uh, previous to that, my whole uh, gaming space was just ongoing experiences or very, very long experiences, right? So like Hades was this, mm. sure, a great story experience, but there is so much content after the credits and it comes to you in a trickle. Mm. Um, there's like Sea of Thieves, which is an MMO. So of course it's going to be slow and, 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 and go on forever. You never stop. Um, They're meeting yeah, to a I, fault at times, aren't they? I've been feeling the same with Assassin's Creed. Like that game never ends, never. There is mm. always something new. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and and it can, I suppose, uh, you know, not to get too deep into it, but we've kind of been trained to believe that we're getting better value for money if there's more length of time yeah. in a game. Um, and uh, and that's why, you know, like it's, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed and The Witcher and all that sort of thing. They all have these enormous play play times. Uh, and we think, well, I'm spending £20 and I'm getting 400 hours of, of uh that's 5p uh, per hour way worth it <laughs> way better than a, a cinema ticket or anything else right you know um but yeah it's it's not the way to think about things always um sometimes it is because uh you know that's the thing but like sometimes you're never going to get to any of that stuff um and you you end up like me with with hundreds of game in the, games in a backlog um because you've spent you know a thousand hours on one game and and you'd, you'd never get to the ones that are four hour experiences and that mm. would enrich your life a little bit for having having played them um but yeah that's been my obviously just like you guys uh quiet christmas um we uh, and a quiet new year actually we, we we stayed in and obviously but um 
did a little quiz, did the treehouse quiz that was up uh, kind of up for sale over the um, mm. uh, over the holidays uh, with some friends on Zoom, and then we basically just uh, hung out the window uh, for um, uh, for New Year's, just watching the skyline of Sheffield as uh, as, as not, uh, kind of fireworks went up all across the city, as as um, uh, I'm sure you guys saw. Uh, it was beautiful, I, I really, was, really amazing. I think it was better than Bonfire Night, right? Mm. Like, oh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, there, were, there seemed to be more. I think people. I don't, I don't know why there wasn't that many at Bonfire Night, but um, but yeah, it's like it was. It was nice. I felt really connected for like the first time in months, actually, because although everybody was so separate, it was like everybody was sort of doing the same thing at the same time. Mm. And yes. I've not had that feeling for a while. It, it made my tummy go a bit funny, actually, because I was like, oh look, it's like all these pockets of like completely separate humans but we're all kind of doing the same stuff it's really yeah. weird but it's really nice mm, yeah but, um we as we hung out the window um some people uh were walking up the road I'm not gonna cast uh not gonna guess what they were up to but they uh it was a bunch of what looked like students but they were just uh shouting i imagine they all lived in the same house um mm. they were all just shouting um uh, Happy New Year to everyone as they all hung yeah. out the windows and uh, someone across the road was hung out of their uh, attic window and a bunch of lads started singing Old Lang Syne and we heard someone go, get up the, get up the real lyrics, what are the lyrics? Um, and... <laughs> oh, the real New Year experience. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we were saying Happy, uh, you know, we were saying Happy New Year to people as they passed and they were shouting it to us and it was just really, really nice to, even though we've never spoken to any of these people, we don't really know our neighbours um, but it was, yeah, like you said, Jade, it was, it was nice to feel connected. Mm. Mm. Lovely. Nice. Cool. Um, so you, Matt, you said you've been playing lots of different games and you're kind of finishing lots of different games a little bit of, I think the, the term I've been kind of, uh, I came across this recently was, was wide gaming as opposed to kind of tall gaming. I don't know if you've ever come mm. across this before, but like, I feel like I am a wide gamer, right? And I play lots of different games for a really small amount of time. Um, mm. Whereas some people are tall gamers where they play one game for a very long time. Yes. But a lot of that, but I have actually, um, like I said, normally I'm a wide gamer. Normally I play lots of different things. Um, I have been getting, over the past couple of weeks, I've been getting kind of really into uh, an obscure Japanese mobile game, though, that I just I need to talk about, um, which is absolutely amazing. It's a game called Met Boy. Um, not Meat Boy, but Met Boy. And I think that stands for Helmet Boy because he wears a helmet and he throws his helmet as a boomerang or something. I don't really know how it works, but it's like... <laughs> It's this he arcade. He kind of a helmet, right? <laughs> it's he, weird. It's like Kirby, uh, like he's got Kirby anatomy, except yeah. mainly helmet. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a floating helmet head um, that just bounces around a screen, and it kind of plays like Flappy Bird, and it's this kind of this bouncing platformer touchscreen game that I play on my mobile. Um, but then there are enemies that come in, and they flood in like asteroids or like Resogun is a way I compared it. Um, and you just have to like defeat the stuff and there are waves of enemies and there are boss battles and you kind of get power-ups and you have to do a full run of getting through like five or six worlds and i've gotten so into it that i'm now the best player in europe like <laughs> like hands down and i want to <laughs> i just kind of want to share my my achievements now i say the best player in europe there are literally only 200 and something players that have actually ever played this in europe it's not that good of an achievement um but I do invite anybody listening, right, to 
challenge me and take me take this crown off of me um please please give it a go um because this is just it's just a fun brilliant game it's free you do have to listen to to, to listen to and watch ads but you can we can you can buy money basically to stop the ads coming if you want to i, um, I certainly did yeah I, I was like i'm enjoying this enough that i want to stop the experience of ads in between everything yeah yeah and because it, because it's like it is super quick and it's polished and it's nice right and you do just want to get straight back into it so it's uh it's a fun game so that's what that's that's the best game i've played like over the christmas period like all the you know no christmas games or no steam sales no thank you i want my free mobile game um, well as the leaderboards show i'm definitely not not as good as you connor but i i have been playing it and I, can i tell you my favorite thing about about met boy sure um it is well aside from the kind of like slightly janky translations that i just love mm -hmm. um uh it is the fact that when you complete the kind of like initial game that's available to you i guess spoilers it's not a story game though um uh you uh, it says in a little dialogue box oh goodness we have discovered a rare america a u.s version of met boy because it's it's all like the aesthetic is all about like this this cartridge and you press you tap on the cartridge to play and it puts it in and you you mm. sort of play it as if it's this uh, this kind of NES style game. Um, well, uh, yeah, as you put in like as it says, we found this like uh, this uh, very rare American cartridge and it flips round and you see this American cartridge and it is like like I said this this Kirby aesthetic uh, character is turned into a bemuscled Power Ranger. Um, with like, who's tucked up in a ball and he's like exploding uh, aliens uh, in UFOs instead of these happy clouds that like zap you with little uh, uh, electric shocks. He's like blowing, he's not, this isn't, I, I must say, this isn't in the game. It's just the art for the, for the front of this, um, this cartridge. But it's so, it's like satire in a little, in a little box. It's just like, you take this Japanese style game full of happy, uh, happy characters and turned it into a war zone with a very muscly man uh, who's frowning all the time. It's like, I, the, love it. I think it's like uh, the, the Mega Man, like the original Mega Man releases, obviously on kind of, you know, NES and SNES, et cetera. Like where they did have different box art, right? When things yeah. went over to the US and the US was always this, like, yeah, this, this hyper weird fantasy like Conan style look, which is like gritty, and it suddenly turns <laughs> yeah. this stupid head helmet character into this this gritty box art. Um, yeah, it's always it, it does get really hard. I also really like how the Met Boy like calls it the special US mode. It's the US cartridge, which is the really yeah. hard mode. Because I know that when I've been playing games like in the UK, or I'm sure kind of you know uh, when you see it in like US gaming news, there's always this talk about how. The Japanese version of the game is so much harder, right? Or classes yeah. the international version. Or then you've got something like Metal Gear Solid, which has its Metal Gear Solid's hardest game mode is called European Extreme. Because they just assume that <laughs> Europeans are the best players in this game. <laughs> uh, which is so who knows? Um everyone outside of where you are is better than you at gaming, no matter yeah. where you are. Yeah. <laughs> just assume. Um I, I like that though. Like I I know some of those things were like I do remember, and this is this is Matt Turner patented. Um, don't know any specifics, but I just remember a bit of a story, um, and that is that many of those disparities came from the um, 
the frame rate, right? Like the, the like literally the refresh rate of uh, how they are made, uh, 60 hertz versus the 50 hertz, like the PAL version versus uh, other things. It made things faster. It made animations played in at a different rate than they were supposed to or slower or faster, meaning that different versions were literally harder just because you had to be react faster than uh, than you would normally. Mm. Yeah, I think like it's the, you see it in in speedruns actually. I think we'll come on to speedruns later in regards to looking at some gaming news. But uh, I'd like that there are different leaderboards um, for the PAL versions compared to the NTSC versions of Mario Kart or Crash Bandicoot or you know all these different games. Just because if a game runs at fifty frames a second, well, I, th- I think it's a certain game. I think it's Mario Kart for the Super Mario Kart for the N sixty four. No, not no, that would be Mario Kart sixty four. Um, I think that game runs at 50 frames a second, but the timer is based on the frames, not on the actual time it takes. So if you complete a track in 60 seconds, the timer will tell you it was 50 seconds, uh, which is just like totally wrong. But it means that you can much easier speed run a game like Mario Kart on the 50 frames a second version um, because the time is going to be the same as someone playing on the 60 frames a second version and they have much less time to react, I think. I think yeah, that's what I'd heard at least, and and can which I I'm glad you were able to substantiate with um, some more details. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, as this is the, the the Sheffield Gaming Podcast, and as I said, kind of uh, over a year, well, it's a year year ago today. I'm pretty sure it was when we kind of first kind of kickstarted this. Actually, um, this podcast is all about sharing things that are going on in Sheffield, right? So kind of in and in our in our local area, Sheffield, and obviously when we're looking at kind of everywhere, all the cities around us as well, Um, including Leeds. I know we have some listeners in Leeds, so thank you for joining us. Um, I think Doom Rivel in the Twitch chat at the moment is uh, definitely from Leeds. So, yeah. Um, So, but but I did want to kind of talk about things that are going on in Sheffield now. Now, we kind of stopped talking about this in the past because everybody went into lockdown, right? And uh, basically the world stopped pretty much back in March, end of March, April, May last year, who knew what was going to happen. Kind of people were basically kind of, you know, ducking under the table and hoping that this thing would soon blow over. And 10 months down the line, still hasn't blown over. Um, In fact, it's arguably worse, probably worse at the moment. But actually, there's been a bit of kind of Sheffield, a bit of northern grit, I think, um, in that people are still kind of going up and doing things and kind of helping people out. And there's some really cool, exciting kind of things going on despite the lockdown. Um, So the first thing actually I wanted to uh, shout about is uh, a Sheffield-based publication. People are going to be locked indoors, right? And um, you you may have kind of blitzed through all the kind of stuff you got at Christmas and New Year, and you've watched all that New Year television and that Christmas television. You've watched the Doctor Who New Year special, and you're thinking, what do I want to do now? Well, there is a a Sheffield-based publication called Jump Cut. Have you heard of Jump Cut before? No, so I've not come across it. No, so they're, they're really cool. So they do kind of they they basically started off as a kind of a, a film kind of um, a film website that basically kind of looked at features and make news and kind of reviews on films and have now have a gaming uh, site as well. And the gaming site started back in mid mid twenty eighteen, um, and they're called Jump Cut Play. And they've basically been publishing some really, really cool stuff over the past year, um, including kind of like features and news and reviews of games. Um, 
And they did just release, I think Jump Cut in general released a kind of new digital magazine that is absolutely fantastic that you can actually buy. They published that, I think, on the 3rd of January. So quite recently, so definitely go have a look at that. There's some really cool kind of interviews in there with kind of filmmakers as well. Um, but the Jump Cut Play section is all on kind of all available on their website. And there's some really cool features um, that, they've, that they've published over the past couple of months. Um, most recent one was Where Have All the Bond Games Gone? Because obviously there is a new Bond, new James Bond game announced was announced this year and the new James Bond film completely you know ruined but there's this whole feature just about kind of you know old Bond games and kind of review you know re-looking at those because there are some fantastic Bond games like you know mm. going back from Goldeneye which I think I might have a copy of here yeah but uh, going back to Goldeneye but also stuff like you know um, Agent Under Fire was actually my favourite Everything or Nothing Nightfire 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 was an amazing arena shooter hmm yeah, I think Nightfire was actually... Wasn't that made by Free Radical? Was that made by the same people that made... I the, oh, I swear it's got some people that made, may help make Time Splitters and also made Goldeneye as well. Really? I yeah, tell, so. tell you what, I remember very vividly sitting, going for a sleepover in my friend's garden, like in a, in a, in a tent, and we brought a TV and the GameCube out to play Nightfire like all night like <laughs> outdoors just... amazing yeah yeah we were playing that ski that ski lift uh map where yeah. you could stand on top of the ski carts uh <laughs> I mean, like I said, definitely go check out check out these features there's loads more features as well um they've recently put out an open call for writers as well uh because hitman 3 is coming out this month and they're basically doing a whole season on stealth games and people writing about stealth games um and it's just yeah they just do really cool stuff and they're Sheffield, they're local, and I really, really like them. And it's like it's it's seriously some of the most high quality features I've seen online in regards to games writing. So um, they're really, really good. So definitely go and check them out, particularly if you're looking for something to read and to kind of to keep yourself busy throughout this third lockdown and arguably the fourth, fifth, seventh, fifteenth. How many other lockdowns are we going to have? I don't know. Can you tell I'm optimistic? <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, other cool news. Um, Extra Life Gaming Lounge, absolute fighters. Like, uh, mm. they obviously, Mike had to close the business back kind of in March, and who knows what was going to kind of happen with it. Um, a new kind of gaming focused cafe in Sheffield, and it basically kind of fought through this lockdown to kind of, you know, keep themselves kind of going. And they're now doing takeaway with City Grab. Um, they've recently opened back up again in, 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 in January, and start, they're still doing takeaway. I would, you know what, we should probably get Mike back on this podcast again. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do that. That'd yeah, nice. I'm. I'm not sure we can at the moment because he's probably he's he's running the cafe, right? He's probably making <laughs> yeah. he's probably making your your order right now, Jade. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're still planning to do that to do the the, the order where we we order at the start of the podcast and then hope it arrives <laughs> by the end. Yeah, I think we should. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that next 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 week. Um, so yeah, so that's that, that's kind of going on. Uh, also, Matt, I was hoping you can tell tell me about the next kind of cool thing that's going on uh, in 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 Sheffield because do with the Treehouse Board Game Cafe. They've uh, yeah. they've got a uh, Leah was about to buy one actually, um, but they've got a game night in a box that you can buy. Yes, um, it's it's the return of a very popular option on the on the site because obviously we're not working as a cafe right now. We're working as a shop and. Um, uh, we've uh, obviously with the new rules and all the things after and, and, and reopening after the uh, holidays, uh, we've got a different kind of uh, opening schedule. Um, we are now open um, only uh, right now, only open, open uh, on Wednesdays and Saturdays, uh, but we will be you know, 
opening up uh, more. But if you are looking to get uh, your board game fix, um, as well as um, uh, get some snacks and just generally accompany your um, your nights that you receive your board game uh, delivered to you in Sheffield, um, as well with some beer. Or if you're doing uh, dry January, then you might even get you can even get some uh, non-alcoholic drinks, including non-alcoholic beer. Is Um, is anybody doing doing dry January this year? Is it is it like worth it? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I'm kind of like yes, go for it, please. But like this year, I I was looking at the news for five seconds. I just need a drink, right? (laughs) Shortest dry January in the world, yeah. Yeah. Um, But also, there's triannuary going on, which is like trying new you try new beers, the ones that or try new um, drinks that you haven't tried before. I didn't know that. Triannuary. Yes, so um, alongside this game night in a box thing, which I'll uh, I'll get to explaining in a moment, but um, there's this uh, we've also replaced like a whole bunch of our guest beers with a whole raft of new ones. So if you're looking to try something new, um, you can do that. Basically, what one of the, what a games night in a box is mm-hmm. is a a um, a bunch of snacks, cakes, uh, crisps, sweets, pretzels, all that sort of stuff, um, mm. as well as um, four tall cans. Of, of either beer or, mm. or um, uh, drinks of some kind. Um, and then uh, that you can have come alongside any game that you order from the shop. So, um, for instance, you, and you can kind of add it as a, as a kind of kicker, right? So um, you can get any of the things we have in the shop, and there's a big, huge raft um, that you can buy from the shop. I'm just scrolling down it now. If you go to treehousesheffield.com forward slash shop home, you can see every game we have for sale. And the list just goes on forever. (laughs) Um, And uh, you can get any of those. And you can also add in a bunch of snacks and they'll all be delivered to you at the same time. So you know that the night that you receive it is going to be... um, uh, is, is going to be a good night because you're going to have snacks and drinks to go along along with it. We've we filtered them all by you know good for one player, good for two players, play via video link, that sort of thing, um, uh, suitable for your family and all that kind of thing. So it's um, it, it, it might not be the same experience you'd have had if you uh, if you came to the to the cafe and mm. wanted to, uh, to to talk to me about like what game you think you should buy. Um, I, I, I dare say I've gotten quite good at that sort of thing over the over the years, but. Um, it certainly um, uh, is going to be. It's going to get you a good night. I, I love the idea of having like a a listing that is like play by video link. Like that's going to be so. That's that's just, that's the new normal, right? That's kind of oh, something sure, that's yeah. just like that's never going to never going to stop. Um, yeah, we did our, um, our, our Christmas party, our, our Treehouse Christmas party. We played um, something called Herd Man- Mentality, which is just a game where you're just trying to answer with the same answer as every, everything else, uh, everyone else in the group. So you're trying to think of what everyone else is going to be thinking. Because if you diverge, then that means you're too unique and you get you get punished for you. You can't win if you're too unique. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of holding holding pe- uh, holding paper up to the uh, to the screen for that. <laughs> Jade, you said you did a, over, over New Year, you did a big quiz. Was that over yeah. video link? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was a Zoomy one. Um, wasn't anything that uh, we put together, unfortunately. But the the couple that did, they did a few at the start of lockdown, like back mm. in March, and it was kind of a weekly thing. And they last for hours, and they're incredible. And I think um, as we sort of got thrown back and forward with, you know, what can we do, what can't we do, everybody mm. sort of lost their sort of passion for the Zoom thing for a little bit, mm. and nobody kind of wanted to sit and do quizzes or funny video calls or funny videos or 
stuff like that. So um, it was really nice to kind of like get back together and do it again. To like, it felt like we were rounding the year off. Although mm-hmm. now it doesn't feel like anything has changed. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was nice yeah. pretending. <laughs> it was. I think everyone kind of. You're right. There was that. There was definitely that fatigue, right, of those kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of video call stuff. But the whole festive period just kind of revived everyone. I think a little bit. Um, and particularly because I think knowing that it wasn't going to get kind of any no no kind of you know the the, the infection rates and the kind of uh, other kind of horrible rates and graphs that we see aren't going to get any better for a little while as well. So everyone's like, right, we're in it for the long haul. Let's get back to doing this stuff because it can be really fun. And like video call games can be so, so good. Um, so even yeah. if there's a little bit of fatigue, think, right, let's just let's just, just do it again. Um, so I just want to kind of quickly, uh, I was, I've been slightly keeping an eye on the Twitch chat whilst we've kind of been recording this. Um, and Tom Batty, after talk, after talking about Metboy, um, Tom Batty has actually gone and downloaded Metboy and is now the f- the fourth best in Europe according to Twitch chat, um, which I think I think it's 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 I think he's I think he's now the fourth best in Europe this week, by the yeah. way, because you click total yeah. score in the top left corner and you can see actually all time scores. Um, it, it kind of distinguishes between that and weekly scores, but he's probably is the the the, the, the fourth best player. Um, I mean, if there's if there's ever a reason to go and download a game now, right, a free yeah. game for a start. Um, then that is uh, that is one. The fact that you can download it and within the space of this podcast could become the fourth <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> Amazing! It's, oh, it's such a good game. Please, more people play it. I want I want challenges. Um, I've also put a lot of time into it, and it will take you quite a while to beat me, I think. <laughs> but uh, uh, also, I've also Matt, with, the, with the Treehouse Board Game Cafe. I also saw yeah. that yes, you're doing game boxes, but actually. You, it, it, somehow you're also doing a game rental scheme as well is that right yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's um uh, that's a whole other kettle of fish um so we have the the game shop right and that is great uh for various games but we can't stock every game we have because we have hundreds of games uh, upwards of 500 games more mm-hmm. in fact potentially um which means that when we only have one copy of each right mm-hmm. um and everyone was like it was such a good service to be able to provide that people could come in and play a game once and know whether they wanted to a buy it and b whether they mm. liked that game or not. They could try different games and generally um, just just have that experience the once. Because board games you often want to play more than once, but not always, right? Sometimes they're just they are fun, but not those absolute games that you you will treasure forever. Um, and that's fine, right? That's the, the the joy of having so many board games in 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 the in the uh, building. Mm. Well, that all went away, of course, when we had to close. But um, we have, uh, yeah, created this um, this board game uh, rental thing. So you can actually in um, on on the website. Um, uh, let, let me just find the uh, the link for you. Yeah. Um, so if you go to uh, treehousesheffield.com forward slash board games uh, board dash games, you can uh, read all of our. Um, what all of our names uh, all, all of our games are right there's an a to z of every single one of them um but then in, in addition to that you can then go over to uh treehousesheffield.com forward slash uh, game dash rentals uh and then you can uh, basically uh sign up to uh uh, to rent a number a certain number of games at a time so if you want to rent um uh, one game at a time um for i think it's a month mm-hmm. i want to say um i can't remember exactly uh but um yeah you can you do so for 30 pounds so basically you 
get a game delivered to you or, or um, uh, pick it up. And then you, uh, sorry, you, you do um, pick it up, not deliver to you. Um, and then you uh, can bring it back at any time and just grab another one completely like uh, sort of within that time, you can just grab any one you want and take it with you and then bring it back. And like, like any, remember, remember love film or uh, yeah, what like was, it was the Netflix. That's the original model of Netflix, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You could like where you just send as long as you send the DVD back, you can get as many as you want for that time. We're doing that basically. So mm. just, it's it's never been a if you are like stuck inside, or you're furloughed, or you got a bunch of time in your hands. There's never been a better time to uh, uh, to kind of pick these things up and start just start playing and just try stuff out. Um, especially if you're in in a house in a house with either one person or like a bunch of people who you don't who who you know might be open to playing some games and you've heard of a game that you wanted to try, um, if everyone's stuck inside, why not? Eh? Mm. Yeah, I think you missed the trick calling it calling it something like blockbusters, right? You should have called it. <laughs> but bust out our blocks from Treehouse. That sounds weird. Don't do that. Don't call it that. <laughs> um, Cool. Uh, other other kind of projects that are actually kick kickstarting in Sheffield uh, this month. Uh, well, actually, it was late last month. Um, the National Video Game Museum, which is where I work, um, actually has opened submissions uh, for our Animal Crossing Diaries project. Um, I just kind of want to just quickly highlight this. So, obviously, at the National Video Game Museum, we do a lot of research into how to preserve game history, right, and you know, showcase game history. Um, and we are actually kind of being a bit of trailblazers with this with this project, and we're doing something that not, hasn't really been done before. And this is a full-scale social history project, all based around one game, and that game is Animal Crossing. And it's also based around a certain event, which was the lockdown. Um, <laughs> and essentially what we're looking to do is we're asking everybody, uh, or anybody, um, who might have played Animal Crossing throughout the lockdown, you know, it might you know, help them anyway or have stories about how they played that game. We're asking them to submit those stories to the museum where we're going to preserve them for a long, long time. And also we're going to showcase them as well and kind of build this kind of big catalogue of the impact, basically, that Animal Crossing had on lockdown. Um, so I thought I would just give that a quick shout out, um, a little bit of a plug. And it's not even the end of the podcast yet. But anyway, uh, if, if you go to animalcrossing.thmvm.org, then you can find out how to submit your own story. Um, you can do it whatever way you want. If you just want to write a, write a bit of a the story about how you did it, great. If you have some screenshots of your island, great, do that. If you have a video, go do that. Like there is, You can do whatever you want. If you have a podcast, upload it. We'll keep it. Like there is, I, I wonder totally how awesome. far back our our records go on the twitch archives because oh, wow. i reckon that I, i've forgotten all of my uh animal crossing stories but i bet i told one back in the day <laughs> I, I have archived most of them on youtube somewhere so we could i can have a look let's just upload that let's do it cool uh other kind of news that i'm just kind of gonna probably kind of quickly speed by before we get onto the main event i have noticed that some people in twitch chat are asking uh when's connor's spicy take on the nintendo switch coming and um <laughs> it's coming um so so quick kind of gaming news uh agdq is this week so the annual kind of speed running marathon on twitch um it's it's good and it's it's just some good speed running goodness and it's very exciting uh jade i think you said you've been watching this quite intensely this year right uh, and working just as hard at the same time. <laughs> it's I the perfect second screen thing, right? 
<laughs> no, yeah, it's been, it's been on my second screen, like, pretty much for, um, I don't know, is it two days or three days? Maybe just the two. But um, the sort of awful block was the best thing I've watched in ages. And because I sort of had that PS1 phase that mm. I said have, but I'm still going through it. Um, and all the games are really, really sort of janky and nasty and they make no sense and there's like really weird sort of like storylines to them and I, I don't know anything like that I kind of really like I like something that's so horrible it's kind of flipped back into amazing mm-hmm. um and there's one was it I forgot what it was called it's called like slow driver or something like that and it's basically a sloth in a car that was incredible there was this like blues plane skeleton guy and that thing that was just called bones and for, like the levels are just stupid I don't know it's great I, I really enjoyed it I don't know if it's not Happiest has probably been all week watching that. It's been amazing. It's it's <laughs> such a cool stream, like particularly the awful block where they just see like how does this game even get released? Like some of them oh, are really bad. So so good, but so so terrible. <laughs> Love uh, it. Other kind of cool gaming news. Uh, video get apparently this was released today, but video games in the UK made four billion pounds last year. Um, the video game industry is 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 big evidently so that's obviously a record again um I, you know i don't often like talking about money uh, in video games because it's often used to it's often used when trying to justify video games as a worthwhile hobby or art form you know oh video games must be good because it made this many billions of pounds um and that's you know we don't need that right we don't need video games making a ton of money to justify our own hobbies and our own kind of enjoyment um but every now and then it's nice to acknowledge the scale of it i suppose um you know, the, the British government and the EU were recently going to hell with each other over the one billion pound industry that is the fishing industry. And video mm. games are worth four times that. Can you believe it? Mm. Um, so crazy. it's a big export. It's a big export. Mm. Mm. We make we, we are the world. Some of the world leaders uh, in games. Um, and also other kind of news. Uh, Adobe Adobe Flash. It died. Uh, yeah, it did. It's gone. Um, I mean, we kind of knew yep. it was coming. Uh, but also it's uh, uh, if we're going to start the spicy time off we're going to start it off right to 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 discontinue support for something to completely kill a a platform and then also not allow people to uh preserve it in in their own ways um is a rum thing to do a rum thing to do (laughs) it is it's a little mean it is, it is, it's probably crap. Like apparently, there's I don't know security issues, something. I didn't, I don't really know. Like, does anyone really know why they, why they're killing it? Uh, like no, like <laughs> I don't. Presumably, there's a technical reason, right? There's yeah. certain certain aspects of you know browser based and and general sort of like. I mean, God, I mean, Binding of Isaac. I don't know if you guys have played it, but Binding of Isaac was originally made in Flash. Mm-hmm. Is, um, that, is, is that your? I was going to ask actually. What is what is the one Flash game that you should kind of you know that would would salute as it enters its kind of flashy grave? We've been made elsewhere, I'm sure. But you know, pets or anything that was on like Albino Black Sheep or anything that was like on Fat Pie or anything that David Firth made. There's so, there's loads of basically yeah. my introduction to the internet was crap Flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I can't. I, I cannot uh, support. Yeah, David Firth more. Like you're, you're bringing up uh, Fat Pie and stuff, uh, and like Rathergood.com was all Flash yeah. stuff. 
Mm. Um, and uh, Joel Veitch there, and uh, uh, John T. What's his name? Uh, did uh, the Weeble? Um, Weeble stuff. Weeble stuff. Mm. Um, oh God, yeah, those Weeble. were were internet culture. They were the <laughs> internet culture for years. Michael Trevor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like imagine it, a world where, and if you're younger than us, you might not know about it. But <laughs> imagine a world where the entirety of internet culture was singing songs about <laughs> something random, is mushrooms, and posting <laughs> and posting about like Half Life Two on something <laughs> awful forums. That was the inter- That was the entire internet. Mm. Mm. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye flash i think uh there are if, 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 if you are kind of getting really nostalgic like we are and you do want to see some sort of flash preserved have a look there are some preservation projects that have hopefully saved everything but it's just not the same is it mm-hmm. um so salute it if it goes into the sea um so yeah, so this is now. Now we'll kind of go on to the to, to the main bit that I kind of that I, I I used probably as bait to try and get people to listen to this podcast. But I I'm gonna I'm gonna fulfill it. Um, this is all about getting stuff off your chest, right? Because we all know that 2020 was a shit year. It was rubbish year, right? No one's arguing that. You know, they even made this weird Charlie Brooker's wipe thing for Netflix with Samuel L. Jackson. Did you watch that? Did you did you did. <laughs> Sorry, that just tickled me for no reason. <laughs> did, did, did anyone watch that? The, the Netflix, the Black Mirror 2020 thing? Is that funny? Like, oh, no, well, it's, basic, it's basically like a Charlie Brooker show, but they get Samuel L. Jackson to be Charlie Brooker instead. Um, oh. with, and with Hugh Grant in it as well. It's, it's all right. But like that's how bad it was. Right? They decided to make a whole year. <laughs> three days or the day after 2020 had ended, they just like made an entire show just kind of saying how rubbish it was. Um, and... That's why I think, like, like going into 2021, we need to cleanse. We need to kind of, you know, get things off our chest, get things out there, just kind of get the rubbish out, push the negative out, and then hopefully there'll be some, we can fill it up with some positive, um, if there is any positive left in 2021. Um, so I wanted to know, uh, Matt and Jade, uh, is there anything that you just kind of want to get off your chest? Is there anything that you just kind of want to, want to have a rant about? Please, like, open forum, let's just... <laughs> yeah yeah there is go on go on uh, matt go on matt I'll, I'll let you i i'm done with um the specific part of of gaming culture which is is pre-order culture Ooh. i am i'm fully done with with the amnesty that i've held to to pre-orders and i'm not i'm not going all like you know uh consumer advocacy on this plenty of people way more prominent than me have spoken about the fact that you shouldn't give someone money before they have provided you with a product, right? That's like, uh, if if anything, like, you know, aliens, colonial marines or whatever have got you hyped and then you have just fallen through a trap door that Randy Pitchford pulled and now you're dead, <laughs> um, uh, then then fair enough, you've had that problem. You had, you've had that ca- caveat emptor sort of like, buyer beware, you shouldn't have done that, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to handle the problem in gaming culture, which is... People pre-ordering a game and then when it comes out and it is bad or it has problems or problematic aspects, the fact that people have already laid out money for it means that they are not ready to brook any criticism of it. 
it happened with Final Fantasy VII Remake when um, the, they, uh, everyone had already bought it because they'd seen what it was. They thought it was just some, the game they already played and then uh, they changed the ending um, and uh, everyone was up in arms. But like many people, the reason they were up in arms because they'd already assumed what they were going to get was something uh, mm-hmm. Like that, they had they had, were not looking at, uh, at reviews. They just already bought it. It happened with Cyberpunk when the the game came out fully full of bugs and um, and not even bugs, just f- like lack of features uh, that you'd expect from an open world game like that. And people weren't ready to take any criticism because they had already spent money on it. They'd already uh, got their names to mm-hmm. forum posts and Twitter posts and all sorts saying how good it was going to be and how good it was and 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 trying to excuse it. That's my rant. There is that mm. I, um, I I hate it. Uh, and and don't get me wrong, I don't. I'm not trying to hate on anyone who likes any given game. Um, it's just the um, and and you you may be absolutely right to love it. Love a game. Anyone can love a game for any reason. But yeah, pre-ordering and, and attaching your your personality. I've seen it so much on Twitter recently. Mm-hmm. Is attaching a part of your personality and ego to the success of a game that has nothing to do with you, and you end up with people trying to um, argue for the sake of a multi-million-dollar mm-hmm. corporation, billion-dollar corporations, um, because you already bought something from them, and I don't think that's the right reason to take up arms. Oh, beautiful. I love it, Matt. Yes. I... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think it's... You, oh, man, yeah. No, you particularly see that with kind of, you know, a lot of people did not want, did not like to hear criticism of Cyberpunk. Like, why on earth are you giving it a 7 out of 10? And then when they played it themselves and they realised that it's 7 out of 10, they go, why didn't anybody tell me this was a 7 out of 10? Mm. You weren't listening. You weren't listening, yo. I mean, that's random Twitter people. Who knows? They could all just be bots or, um, I don't know just annoy people cool uh jade jade do, do, do you have anything else you'd, li- you'd like to get off get off your chest and leave behind in in early 2021 and enjoy the rest of the year uh it's not games related is that still okay go right ahead yeah yeah okay. this is therapy um, oh thanks <laughs> uh i did this for a while um i am sick of being given a, a tiny sort of sniff of reality and what life could be like only to have it torn away from my tiny little squirrely hands Oof. um i'm sick mm-hmm. of it like hey it's new you guys get your resolutions done don't worry it's all gonna be fine oh sweet i'll go to the gym then i got to go to the gym twice <laughs> before we got down again and i was actually in like a cheeky little routine and stuff i was enjoying myself uh and then well, you know, I, th- I think maybe next week I'd I booked into to possibly go up and see a friend and have like a walk, but no, not a chance, not a chance in heck because just lockdown. Is it? I want to do everything safely. I want to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. But now I'm not allowed, and now I'm just like sod you. Yeah, yeah. No man, that hits home. That hits <laughs> home. Yeah, I'm with you. That's rubbish. It's- there's a roller coaster, and sometimes I sit here and I'm like, oh, gosh, I, I really can't wait to see people. And then I'll sort of have an influx of conversations with people, and I'm like, no, it's, I don't want this either. What do I want? <laughs> it's, I, can't, I can't speak to people and feel happy, and I can't not speak to people and feel happy. It's like I don't know what I want anymore. I don't know what's going to tick the box and just make me feel sort of relaxed. Hmm. I think when, when, when you said that uh, on New Year's Eve just went to bed about quarter past 12, and just want yeah. to sleep off. I'm like, I'm, I'm totally with you. If I could just go to sleep now, just wake me up in six months. 
right? Like, <laughs> you know, um, that'd be that would be ace. Um, right. Um, my my thing I wanted to, to kind of have a rant about actually is is how <laughs> the the Nintendo Switch is the worst console, just the worst console, right? Like in in in, in general, um, and I somebody clipped this right so <laughs> and, and, and and honestly it's gonna be this is gonna be this is this is a, this is a spicy take but i've had a lot of people already say to me like you can't say that oh man don't be ridiculous you're being crazy um after in five minutes time this is gonna hurt because you're gonna agree with me right and you're gonna have to kind of take back what you said like we talked about yeah. matt just talked about pre-order culture right you've already pre you've already pre-ordered your nintendo switch opinion <laughs> and i'm about to give you a dose <laughs> of release reality right so <laughs> So I'd like to apologise. Um, so this 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 rant though, it kind of it came to me pretty much fully formed uh, whilst I was playing the Super Mario 3D All Stars over the Christmas period on my Switch because I've had a Switch for three years now, right? I I played lots of games on it. Some of my favourite games ever actually on that platform. Super Mario Odyssey, a fantastic game. Um, Super Mario 64, you know, I didn't expect it to hold up. And it, it doesn't. It's it's a pretty poor game when you're going back to it, let's be honest. Um, but it really kind of annoyed me that this game kind of isn't going to be sold after March 31st, which is the weird Nintendo kind of rule they've got on the Super Mario 3D All-Stars, that you can't buy this game after March 31st. It's a really odd move that just seems to benefit Nintendo and no one else. It just benefits mm -hmm. themselves. It benefits this big corporation that they might, you know, push poor people to sell copies quickly, but, like, what are they going to do with it afterwards? They won't even tell you. Um... And it just ended up sparking this kind of huge outpouring of gripes about the console that I just really need to get off my chest. So here's a list. Um, and uh, I'm sorry in advance. Okay. Um, so why the Nintendo Switch is the worst console in no particular order. It has a really lackluster online service, right? So you've got like, you've got the NES and SNES like games that you can download for the Nintendo Switch online, which you pay for. Um, but let's be honest, the library is pretty pitiful considering the libraries that the NES and the SNES have available and actually had available on previous systems. When you look at what was available on the Wii U and on the Wii, right? Um, you've got a super poor storefront, you know, uh, basically the storefront rewards pretty much cheap tap and huge sales, like 95% off games for them to actually sell at all. Um, and that way you can't actually see it. most things good. You only ever see just a short selection of things. There are so many hidden gems on the Switch that you just will never find on the storefront normally unless you're searching for it. Uh, the Joy-Cons are the worst controller of all time in regards to their longevity and build quality. Uh, you know, like the analog sticks at the best of times are pretty rubbish at playing most games, but we're in the world of the DualSense now, right? We have triggers so clever they can make you feel explosions and stick with these spongy ones. Shall I go on? Like, I feel like... Please. <laughs> okay. The Joy-Cons, which I just talked about, are rubbished. They're 40 quid per Joy-Con, right? I think they've gone down to 35 quid now per Joy-Con. But, like, you need two of them. You can't have a single Joy-Con attached to your Switch. <laughs> um, imagine walking around with a single Joy-Con. Um, <laughs> so, the, uh, the, in the, the, the included attachments on the Joy-Cons... Uh, you know the ones when you take an individual Joy-Con on and you have to put that little uh, thing on? And it's got, like, the plus and the minus symbol to make sure you don't put it on backwards and break it. Um, they make the shoulder buttons spongier than square pants, right? They're ridiculous. <laughs> um, they're, 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 they're such rubbish controllers. Um, the screen quality for the Switch, it's pretty rubbish. Like, it's not really good screen quality. You don't get very good blacks on it. Um, you, like, it's, you compare that to the PlayStation Vita uh, OLED screen, which came out five years prior to the Switch. Five years. Um, it's absolute night and day. Like, the Vita screen is fantastic. And same with the Vita uh, LCD as well. Um, I'm about halfway, so if I've not convinced you yet, 
there's still more. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I should stop. No one's listening to this anymore. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Uh, it has a touchscreen. The Switch has a touchscreen, but a lot of touchscreen-enabled games don't even bother using it whenever they're ported to the system. Right, so you port a mobile game onto the system, but actually you can't use touchscreen controls. You have to use the D-pad anyway. So what's the point in the touchscreen, really? Touchscreen itself isn't that good either. Uh, there is no Bluetooth support for the Switch. PlayStation Vita, five years prior, had Bluetooth support. You could use your Bluetooth headphones. Can't do it with the Switch. Have to plug them in. Uh, the Nintendo tax. The Nintendo tax is just pure rubbish. And when you compare it to things like Steam sales, like PS Now, Game Pass, right, it's just absurd. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to carry on, right? Multiplayer under the Switch—it's pretty much crap all around. You know, it's actually gotten worse from the Wii U. You know, you still have to use the mobile app for voice chat, and they have the gall to charge for it now, which they never used to do. Remember the first year of Nintendo Switch being out—you got free online. Then they made you pay for it, and it got worse. There are no achievements or trophies on the Switch. Like a lot of people don't like them, right? I think some people are making New Year's resolutions to not even like turn them on for like Xbox and PlayStation. But I like having—I like having them every now and then. And they're just they're not even bothering with that support. Uh, tabletop mode is pretty rubbish. If you want to actually have your Switch stood up on a table, you have to like take that weird clip thing out. It's crap. Uh, the dock will scratch your screen. There is proof that when you take your Nintendo in and out of the dock, it will actually scratch the screen just by the way it's so close and built. Right? You don't want to scratch the screen of your touchscreen console. Um, penultimate one. Don't worry, I'm nearly there. Uh, you could just use any old USB-C charger. You can't use any old USB-C charger, like every other electronic that uses USB-C chargers, <laughs> right? You know, if you use the wrong USB-C charger for your Nintendo Switch, like a, an off-market one or a, th a third-party one, it can brick your Switch. It can literally kill your Switch. I know, right? Terrifying. Uh, and then finally, and this is the one that kind of, you know, my, my final point, accessibility options. They're really poor on Switch. Like motion controls are actually enforced in certain games. And that's just like, you know, you look at what Xbox is doing in regards to their kind of uh, accessibility and accessible controller, um, the adaptive controller. Like Nintendo's just going the complete opposite direction and that is not helping anyone, right? And that is, um, that's it, that's my list, right? This is probably the part where you, you expect I do like a, a 10 things I hate about you. Like a, you know, a, like a, oh, oh, and the worst thing I hate about you Nintendo Switch is that I don't hate you. Not even I a little bit. <laughs> but I don't. No, <laughs> fuck it. Scrap. <laughs> okay, oh. well, I mean, like the I, I the one I agree with the most is the accessibility options, which is weird because the um the switch has been the most accessible to me, a partially sighted person. Uh oh, like okay. out of any console ever. Cool point. Um okay. I, I agree that it's got terrible accessibility options um because it enforces because my visibility isn't to do with motion controls and yeah. it doesn't include control schemes um like the flagship best mario game ever mario odyssey don't try and argue it is the best one um it, it enforces motion controls you've got yeah. to do it to do certain things in the game and that is rubbish it's stupid it shouldn't be done but i can play games without contact lenses in and i can keep the screen right up to me and it works and it's easy at a size and place that i can do that without worrying about um without worrying about missing things um the uh like huge point like there are so many games i've been able to play just because of that um uh so yeah it, it swings and roundabouts i think for me in in in, in that particular case I but that. what i but I, I don't think there's an excuse for for enforcing things like that. I don't. I, don't, I, I actually agree with almost every single one of those points. I do. Um, and yet, um, sorry, Jay. No, I, do, I agree as well. 
Um, Unfortunately. Told you it would hurt. I told you. <laughs> it, does, it, it does hurt. But like also, it is the... It is the can I tell you the truth? Go it on. is the console I've had the least buyer's remorse with. Yeah. Um, I am so, so glad I have a Switch. Um, and I've bought consoles. I, I stopped buying consoles, actually, to be honest. I, I, I only have a, an Xbox um, uh, One in the house because, because my housemate has one. Um, and uh, I don't play games on it. Um, like, I'm just... The Switch, though, like... Unlike having bought like Xbox 360s and and and, and all that things before that, I it, it enabled certain levels, certain kinds of gaming for me that were were unavailable elsewhere. I think is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like suddenly I could I could play games uh, on the go, and I've never played mobile games before in my life, and really really got into them like I have mm-hmm. on the Switch. Um, I play. I can't believe I was able to play um, Zelda. A Zelda Breath of the Wild game, mm-hmm. like a, a 3D Zelda on outside of my house, mm-hmm. outside of my TV and, and all, all that stuff. So I think there are real positives for it, but you, you, you're not wrong on any of those points. It, it is behind. Nintendo is so insular in the way they do things. They don't learn from the rest of the industry, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, which is weird because the rest of the industry tried to learn from Nintendo. It's almost like they don't need to, though, isn't it? Because they can just keep rehashing the same five games, and everybody will keep paying sixty quid a pop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they keep being good, if they keep being good games, uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, I will happily buy them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is, there is, there is actually one redeeming factor as well for the Switch. Um, I say one, there are lots, but like, uh, Met Boy is getting a Switch port. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. Metboy is getting a Switch port called Super Super Metboy, and it has on-screen multiplayer and online multiplayer, and it looks fantastic, and that is going to be the best game on Twitch, so I'm really excited for that. So there we go. There, I feel like I've, I have relaxed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to now kind of cleanse off all my negativity. I'm going to wash it all off, and then uh, we'll go into the rest of 2021. I'm actually doing this with my hands in real life, like actually stroking myself on my, on my top. Um, and then we're going to go into twenty rest twenty twenty one feeling fabulous and feeling great. Um, so yeah, so kind of just final bit for positivity, I suppose. Um, is I just wanted to say thank you for everyone that's kind of listening. Everyone currently in in Twitch chat is kind of watching along live, um, and everyone who jumped on our last podcast, which was a weird um, group call <laughs> where we just had everyone in for Secret Santa and it was just, it was really nice and I think just going into that kind of Christmas break with that kind of positivity and that kind of community was 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 lovely um, and that's only going to get stronger and bigger in 2021 I think so yeah absolutely awesome agree more. There, are, there are so many things to look forward to uh, in 2021 mm. like I mean there's a bunch of like I don't know. I don't want to get we ain't got much, much time in the podcast left, but there's just so many like board game, TTRPG, like video game stuff that I'm I'm really jazzed for uh, in in 2021. I think it's going to be a good year for the hobbies that we love, um, especially given that so many things have been like. There's going to be so many bedroom video game producers and board game producers who. Uh, who have been furloughed from their jobs and, and have just been working on this game all the way through lockdown. I can't wait to see what they've come up with. Mm, yeah, there, there's actually going to be, yeah, there's going to be so much fun stuff um, coming out of this because you know, they talk about how the, the, the best thing for 
be creative, right? Or restrictions. And people have had lots of restrictions, so there's probably going to be lots of creativity that's going to pop out of this. Um, if it's Animal Crossing related, please submit it to our thing. Um, well, cool. <laughs> uh, so um, we're going to finish up now. Uh, Jade, uh, if people want to kind of find you on the internet, where, where, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Knox Bear. You can find me on Twitter. If you could please go to emberapp.gg. That is a social media network for gamers. Um, we're in the process of still um, moving on to our sort of new big update. Um, you can join the Discord community for lots of different people whether you like games um whether you sort of do crafty things anything like that it's it's a great place to be i'd love to see you there ace awesome thank you very much uh matt what about you where can people find you online oh there's loads of things so uh, first thing i want you to do is go to like i said earlier through treehousesheffield.com uh, and just check out everything over there um one massive shout out i want to give that well i was good i wanted to put into gaming news but um wavelength which is a game i've been um like proselytizing and sort of like oh, espousing the, the joys of um is now back in in stores you can actually buy it instead of having just picked up the first time and now you get it's all out you can't get it um we have like 12 copies and that's all we could get um so if you want to buy wavelength which is one of the best um like party style board games that just um just hosts your evening will provide entertainment for an, and conversation for an entire evening um if you want to want to get a copy of that um which i cannot recommend enough uh, go over to Triash Sheffield. We've got a few copies in, so uh, buy one if you can. Um, run, don't walk. And um, <laughs> then, of course, uh, go uh, get some snacks and drinks with it from the uh, with the board game uh, night in a box. Um, but uh, also go over to uh, sound, soundcloud.com forward slash Lives of Pitch podcast or actually just on Twitter, uh, which is at Lives of Pitch show. That is my podcast about movies, except they aren't, aren't movies that have come out. They are movies that we have made up based on titles that our, our listeners are providing for us. Uh, we completely pull them out of uh, thin air. We kind of improvise the, the plot and casting and uh, marketing for a bunch of random movies that make no sense whatsoever. We try and have a good time with it. Um, and I think, I dare say, we're kind of successful sometimes. Um, so go over to there at soundcloud.com forward slash live speech podcast to listen to that. Um, and of course, I'm at Matt Speaks Words on Twitter. Um, follow me over there for me talking about games and getting salty about politics sometimes <laughs> it's impossible not to right now really <laughs> um but uh yeah and, and and i suppose uh myself you can find me on twitter at chronocleon or just search national video game museum and followers and all those kind of channels there um and also at sheffield gaming which is where this podcast uh finds its own twitter home um so please go give us a follow or something over there uh, otherwise Thank you all, and let's just end it there, I guess. Beep.